There's a story inside every smoke shop, with every cigar, and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle at Boveda. This is Box Press. Hey everyone, Rob Gagne here. Welcome to another episode of Box Press. We are at TPE 21 and I'm sitting across from Jonas Santana. Now, if you don't know that name, he's not a famous guitar player, but he is a famous cigar maker. Famous, only in the last two years has he launched his company and we're already seeing it everywhere, on Instagram, in stores, everywhere. And it's hard to miss because he uses color he uses unique marketing tactics to catch your eye, and we're going to learn all about this and the brand behind it. Jonas, thank you so much for being here with Blackbird Cigar Company. My pleasure, man. How are you, Rob? I'm doing great. Right? Couldn't you be happier. Like I'm actually smoking your... The Jackdaw? Jackdaw. That's the European crow. That's why it's my Connecticut cigar. The Jackdaw. Jackdaw. Duh. It's, it's actually my longest name, and even that is the longest name, it's only two syllables. That's like Jack. It has to be that way always in my core line. No like name in the core line can be more than two syllables. Unkind, rook, <laughs> crow. I'm getting it now. That's really helpful, and of I still course. can't do it. Jackdaw. Jackdaw. That is the longest, and it's and it related to birds, crows, because it's family of the crow. In all of your interviews. Mm -hmm. It was interesting to find out that your research into birds led you to what is the smartest bird? And that's the crow. That actually is the crow. How is that even possible? You look at, like, I look at a crow and I go, probably not the smartest bird. Probably not. Just a big black bird. You know, you think of it kind of as a exactly. scavenger or some sort of a, yeah. but it's actually the smartest bird. That is correct. And it's because of the way they flock together? They flock together about, in which means right now? Like as a unit, like they, f they kind of are interconnected, right? The crow is interconnected with each other, like as a flock? It's not just because of that. Yeah, you put, you put a, a crow in a cage and you start putting food here and there and make them to uh, moves, that they need to make moves to take the food out. They make it happen by itself. They well, don't it's really need like the a help. Squirrel, where like if you put food somewhere, the squirrel is gonna figure out how to get it. He he figured out a lot of things. He can even talk sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a scary, funky thing. <laughs> Talk, talking crows, I don't know. Is yeah, yeah. It's they are very smart. So the thing is, well, when you do branding, most of the time people go like from the inside to outside. I like from outside to keep it outside. Because I believe that the majority of the people already know how a cigar is made. There's going to be newbies. We're going to have new people. But when we go branding, we need to go already different than the rest. that have years in the business with, that has a lot of respect, but they took the traditional route because back then was the good momentum to do that. Right. But they already have their corner and they need to come something very new, fresh, uh, simplistic. So when we, I was researching with my brother and my graphic designer about how we really going to penetrate the U.S. market because I already know I was going to have a good cigar, not because of 
all the wisdom that I have. It's because of my master blender that is my mentor. So I already know about that. But I say, there's a lot of good cigars out there anyways. Nobody's telling me, Jonas, we need a brand. Because nobody actually was asking. Like, let's say Trump didn't call me to tell me, Jonas, you need to move to USA. I decided to come here. I decided to also launch a brand. Right. So in order to really pop, I really, need, I really needed to connect a lot of things. So the symbol of USA is very easy. It's actually the eagle. But it's the smartest. It's the strongest. Right. Yeah, you so, said that in those interviews. It was like you were emulating the eagle to bring it down so it was relatable. Exactly. So you have the strongest. So who, which one is the smartest? That's actually the crow. So I kind of re, that kind of reminds me of David and Goliath. There's a lot of Goliath in the industry. I'm David. How, how am I really going to shine if they already make wonderful cigars? Yeah, you got to be smart on how you get into the industry. Exactly. So things that I thought with my brother, how are we going to pop? How are we going to let the people know that we are there without Yeah, you're, you got bright it. colors. You got orange, royal blue, yeah. the purple, the red. Mm -hmm. That's strategic. You want people to notice your cigars. Yeah, exactly. And more importantly, inside the cigar box, it's strength is labeled exactly. there already. Exactly. You even have on your bands, you have a little bit of the band being left off so that you can peel it off easy and save it. You, have you even bird. have the wrapper on the band so that I know, hey, I really like this cigar. Well, some of the bands, when you go into a smoke shop and you say, hey, I really like this cigar, they go, I don't know which, which cigar of that company you smoked because it doesn't tell you. Exactly. But yours does. It says, Jack Dow, Connecticut. Connecticut. Or whatever it is. Okay, Cobra. Let's proceed. Yeah. So it always says, it, the thing is we live by that. But by this that I'm going to say, people get caught by the eye. They return by the experience, that's the blend. They stay by the vibe. Let's say I can have wonderful cigars, but if you don't like me, you kind of don't want to support me. And it's, this industry is a very face-to-face -face business. And the word support is very important for everybody in the business. Right. So that we live by those three, three things to really make it happen. I love it because once you walk into the humidor, you can very, very well see it. But before we get into walking into humidors, you walk into recording studios very often because you are a rapper as well. How you know that? Because I talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> and it said in a couple of video in a couple of interviews that you like to rap. So my question is, what was the first rap album that you bought that you listened front to back and was just like, this is amazing? I love the Tupac album. Which one? The Americas. Americas? Two of Two of America Most Wanted, where that song was. Ah, that sure. album is a long time ago. That was why. But that I, was the one you would pop in the CD player and listen, just go. The whole thing. This is the thing. I love, I love lyrics. But for me, between Biggie and Pac, Pac is more club. Biggie is more lyricist. But at the end of the day, when you are on partying, you're not really putting too much attention to the lyrics. See, I can because you're beat. drinking, you're smoking, you're having fun. So I believe like to, to make more noise, you use lyrics, but you have to use more uh, repeated verses or chorus that people can remember. And also his voice, I think was amazing when he right. was 
uh, you know, machucando el beat. That's the way I said it in, in Spanish. <laughs> machucando el beat. He, he sounded amazing. So I like that one. And the guys from uh, back then, Dr. Dre, Stoop Dog, um, Easy E. Those moments I can't forget. Yeah, I think I think I bought Dr. Dre's 2001 album, and oh, it probably didn't the, come out of my CD player for about a good month. The 2001, I think that was his best album. It was, it was amazing. It, and it was just fun to listen because at yeah. that point, he was kind of just putting the feather in his cap. And it was very much of like, just give me one more platinum record and you can have it back. Like, <laughs> I love that line. Just have it back. You, I'm done. This is it for me. Love and, that. And this album from 50 Cent, The Massacre. Yeah. That was a hot album. That was, that was number one for weeks. Right. Once, yeah. That one was, I like that one too. Everybody in the club. <laughs> <laughs> in the club, right? That you was, like that club music? Oh yeah, I like that. Everybody in the club is tips. That's another song that I like. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you like it because it gets people energized and happy? The vibe, man. Yeah. It, it make people smile, joke around, and the most of the time when I'm working, let's say I'm in a computer, I'm always listening to music or a beat because I never know when I'm gonna have lyrics in my head, so I start recording on voice notes so I don't forget. Or sometimes I type it in. But actually, most of the songs that I have recorded, I I start putting the beat while I'm driving, visiting shops, and I start freestyling. And after I freestyle, I convert it to a song. So you're you're working on your raps while you're going to smoke shops to sell cigars. This is the thing. You're always going to have at least 30 minutes from shop to shop. Right. Sometimes an hour. When you take a plane. I love planes because nobody can call me. Oh, that is a good point. No one can call you. No one can text you. No one can email you. So you have peace. So you can just focus on what you have to do. Sometimes I say I don't want to travel, but when I'm in the sky, nobody can call me. And at the end of the day, if there's a problem, it's out of my hands. I have full concentration. Out. Yeah. I'm focused. I have done songs in 20 minutes. And then I just say, you know what? Let's set up a meeting in a month. We're going to record it. Because I have full concentration. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Kind of like uh, Jay-Z, where he's like, let's just get in the recording studio. Let's get it done because it's expensive to sit in here. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes, well, I did three songs uh, a month ago. And one of them was already, I wrote it already. And the other two, I just had ideas in my head. And we did, we recorded three songs in two and a half days. And the recorders were like, how you do that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And are the, you rapping in Spanish or English? Spanish, but I'm actually working in a cigar song. You're working on a cigar song? The thing is, I need, I need more, less Dominican accent English. So I can sound, <laughs> imagine, I, I don't want to sound very, I don't know, sorry, excuse my language, stupid in a song. But I can say, for example, Seven in the morning, before I hit the streets, got a light up a cigar before rushing my teeth. It's hard to decide between Jack Doe and a Finch. I just smoke a both until I get an inch. Yeah. <laughs> that is the, the pre-release. You so. heard it here on Box Press. First time ever that we had a first music pre-release right here. <laughs> yeah. I want to do that. It's going to be fun. It's awesome. Out of the normal. Was that always your your passion first was music? Yes. 
But the thing is, you need to take routes that maybe... Hard to feed that without doing something else, right? Financially? Exactly. That, yeah. you need to invest a lot of money to really make it happen in the music. Sure. As well as, as, well as cigars. Mm -hmm. But the game of cigars, let's say, is more easy to understand than the game of the music. The music is more monopolized. Oh, really? Somebody else controls it? Yeah, because sometimes you want to get a firm or you want to be signed for so-and-so. Then if you don't do it properly, they have you for the rest of their life. You know, a lot of people, they weren't famous. And after that, nobody heard of them. Sure. So you need to really understand the music because you do it for fun. And when that turns to business, it's kind of crazy. In the, sure. in the case of cigars, for example, me and my brother actually had the mentality as, as we don't do this for money. Like I said to you earlier, eventually it will come when you do it the proper stuff. I want to do the same thing with music. If God want me to be famous in music, that will come. And every time I'm going to record a music video, I always, when I'm showering, God, please, if I need to stop recording music, please let me know. So I don't spend, I don't waste my money every single time. And he keep letting me do it. So I said, that's a sign. I need to keep doing it. I say, block the fly, do whatever. Give me diarrhea. Right. <laughs> whatever, you know what I mean? If I, if I need to stop, just let me know. So you're out there listening to what God has in store Yeah, I'm a true believer. I'm a true believer. I'm a guy How that you- How you ask yourself that question? Is it like kind of every day, like check in? Am I supposed to be doing this? Yeah. About cigars, I ask it all the time. Did I do the right thing? Did I speak to this gentleman the right way? God help me, please. So you, you yeah. launched the brand in 2019. Yeah. So you were really new. You're really new still. Yeah, yeah. But even before you even launched, or even now, are there times where you thought, I don't know if I can keep this brand going? Well, the type of questions that I have is, do, do, will I get all the tobacco that I need? Because I'm not a tobacco grower right, right. now. Eventually it will happen if God allows me. But the, my demand is getting so high that sometimes I get a little afraid. But for some reason, me and my brother and the Master Blender are connected. I was call, I, I've been calling them like once a day, every day for the last three weeks because the sales went skyrocket. And they all always reminded me, keep doing it, God will provide. And I got a call today. My brother said, sell everything you can. We just ran a warehouse and we have a bunch of tobacco coming. And I'm like- It's on its way. Three weeks calling, I keep working out. Everything's happening now. We're gonna make more cigars. It's good news. That's good news. Because God knows we want to keep trying them. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, of course, you got the idea from the crow. You have the entire line with popping colors. If I were to just ask you, hey, I'm going to try one of your cigars. Which one would you point me to try right away? Without asking, what's the strength that you like? I'll go on kind. Let's just say I say I like medium. I go unkind. You go with which one? Unkind. Unkind. Because I think it's the more the most changeable blend that I have. 
the most change? Yeah, like every it, third tastes different. Nice. You can have the same masses. I call it not the boring cigar that I have. Not boring at all. It's my, I can say the number two is house. The number one is Crow. Now it's battling with the Cuckoo. Yeah, they have the same numbers. <laughs> but the Young Kind also has the story behind. Make the people actually always ask questions about that. But the thing is, it changes a lot. So the first third, you have very intense um, pepper that you might think is gonna be full body. But right after 10 minutes, it's gonna mellow out, turns to creamy, a lot of flavors that it's very hard to identify. Then the last third, everything comes back from the first third, very intense, no pepper at all. So that's why I say. Totally changed. Not the boring one. That's not the boring one. But the other ones aren't boring. I know. But the thing is, you know, it's the one that changes the most. But so you want to kind of like wow them right away. That's more, let's say that's, that's more wow. They're all good. I know Crow is the one that people remember the most, probably because of the color red. Sure. The people, the brand that they mention the least and they see the least is the Cuco because it's the gray one. That's psychology. But when I saw my numbers before coming to TPE, I saw the same quantity of Cuco boxes as Crow. And even me, sometimes it works out that I don't know how popular the Cuco is because people say Coco <laughs> or Cacao. Say, bro, it's Cuco. Cuco bird and Cuco means ghost in the Dominican Spanish. So it's hard to, why you say Coco? <laughs> I'm like, bro, that's the way you want to call it? Go, Go for it. it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Go for it. So psychology. It. Colors really work a lot. Even in me. Well, and that's what you have a marketing background. Exactly. I have, have a marketing background. Marketing. You went to university in the Dominican Republic. Yes, yes. Got the marketing degree. You were working for a cigar manufacturer at the yes. time, learning the business. Yeah, yeah. But it was just, what, what made you say, you know, you had this idea of what you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you even pitched it to him. I you pitched, pitched it to the company you were working yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And tell me why. Why do you feel like they shot it down or why didn't they give it the play that you felt like it needed? Maybe because they see the, the industry in a more traditional way. Maybe, I don't know, ego. How did it make you feel when, when they kind of shot it down? At, at first, I feel bad because I wanted to be loyal. If I wasn't to be loyal, I'd just be gone and pitch the, the, this thing to somebody else. I had a conversation with my brother and he told me the first conversation is not supposed to be with me. It's supposed to be with your boss. And I did. Because he, my brother is older than me and he teach me a lot of things. So he told me, you got to talk with the guy first. And I did. I tried two times. Then the third. And the, la the last one, I was like, you know what? I need to respect him anyways. It's his thing. But I wanted to be loyal. So... When I'm gone, and I try to be loyal, then we don't have the best relationship as before. You kind of like feel a little bad. But I always say, God, if God is allowing me to be successful, I know I didn't do anything wrong. Because I, I measure by that. I always say, God, why you are allowing me to be bigger? Why you are allowing me to be more famous? And the people taking pictures with me, and they want to know more about me. And I don't have family tradition in this. 
Why are you allowing me? So I think that's the way to measure that I know I didn't do the bad thing. So what can I say? I'm happy. I'm happy because at the end of the day, it was meant to be that way. Right. You can have a lot of ideas, but it's in God's plans at the end of the day, the way he wants you to be and where you want to be. Maybe he want me out for, better, for, my, for a better me. I don't know. Here we are. <laughs> That's the way it is. And it wasn't easy to get here because, in fact, you uh, to get into the United States, you were there for a little bit illegally because yeah. well, you couldn't get your green card. I was coming here already since 2009, uh, 1995. I got the visa, but I couldn't stay here, right? I got the B1, B2. That's the, the visa that you can do business and you can uh, visit, right? After that, well, I, I always wanted to come and live in Miami. I couldn't make it, so I was five months here, go back. Right. Five months here, go back. So I was all like that for about a year, a year and a half. Then... Um, so you just couldn't get the right visa, so I had to... No, you they couldn't denied get the right me. visa to live here. I, 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 I submitted for the L1 visa. That's the one that allows you to live like a resident. Yeah. And the, the lawyer told me, you can stay. Stay because they're going to say yes to you because I have all the proper information, so-and-so. I stayed over the limit of my days anyways. Ah. And I got the letter. Denied. And I was illegal already. <laughs> oh, gotcha. So you were waiting for the results of your application. The positive result. And the lawyer was like, yeah, you're going to be fine. Yeah, you're going to be yeah, fine. you're going to be fine. <laughs> Am I going to say no to the lawyer? He's supposed to know better than me. Yeah. Like, you got advised wrong. Exactly. So I stay. I, I was already hanging out with a lady that I know for a long time. And we were dating. And I told her, you know what? I didn't know I was going to marry that that soon. Uh, we need to get married. What'd she say? If it's not for business, oh. it's true love. I, I do it. <laughs> but she had... <laughs> She had the question, is this for business reasons or is this for true love? It's like real talk. She was straight up like that. She said, if it's true love, I make it happen. I didn't know I was going to get married too soon. I'm not going to tell my mother. We get you married. Didn't tell your mom? We didn't have any wedding. We you didn't get married. Tell your, your parents? My mom, yes. Her mom, no. And her parents, no. Neither of them. How did that go over after they found out? Uh, still, we don't have a very good relationship. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are we rethinking that decision? So, I told my, I, I called my mom. I, mom, I need to be legal in this country. She already said yes. She has a good faith already, so I think she's the one. Right? Because she can even ask me for money to do that. People do it all the time. But she said, I want true love. I want a family. You're the right one and you're a hard worker. Uh, that's good. So she said yes. Now, mommy, she's not going to tell her mama. Okay. You can, you're not the one that's supposed to tell her mom. It's she, her. So you left she it thinks. up to her then. Exactly. That's your decision if you want to tell your mom. Then she spent like six months still living with her, even though she was married with me. I was living with my brother. And she said, we need to move together because we're married. She was the one telling me, we need to move together. Uh, did you tell your mom? No, I don't feel good about that. 
So you prefer a Dominican mom to know that you move without getting married? For Dominican moms, that's very bad. Here is different. But over there, you need to get married before you, you leave the house. And she said, oh, whatever, I figured it out. We moved. Year after, I was tired. Mom, the, her mom was sleeping at my house for about three days. And I told her, what if I tell you I'm married to your daughter? She said, I wouldn't be surprised because you guys are already living together. So yes, we're married. <laughs> Straight up like that because she said that. Like, I pushed it right away. <laughs> you, went, you went in where you thought it was clear. Yeah, right away. I knew it. I knew it. What you going to do? What you going to do that? There's nothing to do. But the, the relationship is still rocky? The relationship was, was like that. We had open downs. Yeah. Her family is a little different than mine. Uh, I know they just want to protect her, honestly. Right. Uh, I understand that. But after the kid that we have, relationship is getting way better. Hey, I, know it's, it's, it, I know it's, it's trying to protect. Right. You have a baby boy? Yeah, I have a baby boy. One years old? Yeah, he's going to turn one in, on the 16th of this month. His name is Daniel. Easy in English, easy in Spanish. Daniel. Daniel. Happy birthday, Daniel. Yep. <laughs> May 16th. Congrats, buddy. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Kids change you, man. Kids change you. You don't see life. The, like when you're a teenager, like in, 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 my, in my country, let's say you probably kind of are allowed to drink at 16, 17. Sure. So when you are over there and you hang out a lot, you don't really think like now. Right now, every time, every, every time you, you make a move, you're thinking about that guy. So when I thought I was the boss of my house, I'm very, very wrong. <laughs> he's the freaking boss. <laughs> he's, he's the boss, man. He's the boss. Those he's kids boss. rule the roost. Yeah, and they don't even know. They have, but they have the power. Right. And you kind of feel happy about that. You know, like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, because the they you make are. you happy, right? He knows who you are, but he also lets you know who's in charge. Yeah, because every time he cries, he's, he just he just want to be with him with his mama, you know, to feed her, feed, feed him, and things like that. When I cry, nobody fit me, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, with a family now on the line, and it's not easy to do cigar business uh, remote. What are some of the sacrifices you're making in order to make sure the brand continues on? I hope so. I hope the brand continues. I'm going to teach him a lot of stuff, but I'm going to be a little different. I don't really want to give him the best life because I'm going to be successful or so-and-so. He needs to earn it. If it's somebody else outside of my family that's going to earn it, that's going to be the one. Hard work? Hard work. And not only hard work, that... When they feel identified, they really want to see things. It's not only hard work because you can be hard, you can be hard working because you want to get paid. You want to, you can do extra hours because you want to get paid. But sure. when you do it because you love it and you really want to, you enjoy it. That's the thing. I treat my guys as family. I know when you went to the booth the way they are, they talk to me like I'm just one of his friends. Right. But they also know when to stop. That is business time. I like that feeling because I believe that's the only way you're really going to shine when you are yourself. Right. Not because you're trying to be double-faced so the boss can be happy. I want the true you all the time. 
As you can see, I don't have dress code. Right. I don't have any dress code. They all try to be themselves. They put the music that they want. We turn. Who's, who's going to put music now? It's your turn. Put your thing, man. You're the country boy. You're the rap boy. Make it happen. Nice. Then they feel happy. They don't feel like they're working. Right. They Same can as express the way themselves the way they want. Exactly. Let's, let's always align. We need to explain so-and-so to the customers like this. So it's align. But enjoy it. Be yourself. That's all I say. But what kind of sacrifices have you had to make in order to make sure the brand continues on and continues going? Sacrifice? Well, what about I have done 42 states by myself? Uh, I even that I have a team, I, I'm, I still call people. Like, right now I have over 200 emails just because I want to call every single guy that bought the last month just to say thank you. Even that I have reps taking care of it, I want they, them to feel that I'm reachable. I'm here because of them. Right. At the end of the day, even that I make the cigars, I don't make cigars for me. So you're sacrificing some time. I sacrifice a lot of time, a lot of family time. How does that go over with the family? Uh, the, thing, the good thing is she understands. But when I, when I come back, I really balance it out. Probably Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I'm not going to work. Probably. Nice. Just calls. Calls, and I'm home. Just to see whatever the kid is doing, all the mess he's doing. <laughs> I tell my wife, yo, go do your hair, go do your nails. She, you deserve it. Here's a little bit of cash. Go buy some Gucci. I don't like Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> so buy whatever you want, baby. You know? So you, you give back to your wife by taking care of your son, Daniel, for a while. Let her get out of, because she's the primary caregiver for him right now. Exactly. You're not sending him into daycare to take. No. She, yeah. I, I want it to be this way. But let's be honest. If you're traveling and you go away two weeks out of the month, and when you come back, you look more broke, what you going to think? That you are with another one. Right. Right? So you need to actually show her that you are being better so we are better yeah so the only way is by giving back giving do this and it's not just wanna. monetary it's you're giving your time and time commitment. what do you want to do there's an error that people that men's do when they come back from a travel they just buy something it can be so much expensive but but you're missing out something when you come back you just need to do one question to your wife what do you want and maybe what she wants is only your time she can maybe say i just want you at the house for two days and that is more valuable than the gucci that you oh yeah bought to her just ask her what she wants because she's not she's not a robot that was for me she's a human being that she loves me that's why she's with me which is different yeah maybe you, you agree right Good advice. Good <laughs> advice. It's a good advice. Good advice. So with your brand, we're seeing a total shift than what we normally see in this industry where it's a lot of backstory on maybe the person's heritage and legacy in the tobacco industry, or it's some heritage with the brand. 
you went a totally different route where you went popping of color. You have a theme, but it doesn't really, it's not a romanticized story. No. Why did you decide to go that route and think that that's going to be beneficial to connect with consumers? Mm, because I, I, don't, I don't come here just to teach. Remember, I think earlier I told you, I, I try to do things not from the inside, it's to the outside. So the most of the time people focus on come to the factory and see what we do. They market it that way. I market, what do you do when you smoke cigars? Okay, so what do I typically, when I'm smoking cigars, I'm either outside, mowing the lawn, taking the dog for a walk. I find it harder to sit down and smoke a cigar now than I ever have before. But maybe that's just because I have a kid and I got to stay moving. Time. But otherwise, I'd be at the smoke shop every Friday. So let me tell you. Let me give you some examples. As, I, as we focus on what you do when you smoke cigars or why you're smoking cigars, it's not only because you like the cigars. Sometimes it's because of success. When you go on Instagram, let's say, and somebody is, hey, guys, thank you for everything. Let's ride. And they have a cigar and Ferrari. Boom. How do you feel? You know what I mean? It's a feeling. You, you, you can be, I don't know, in a motorcycle because you, maybe you are a Harley lover. You go over there. You want to play poker. I, ha I know people that they love to cook. That's the stress relief for them. And they like to smoke at the same time. I love every, I, like, I love to smoke cigars with, a, with wine, Cabernet Sauvignon, and different cuts of meats at the same time because it, it, it really work it out with your palate. One bite, one puff, one sip. And I do it over and over again with different cuts of meats. So some other people, I love to smoke cigars when I'm doing podcasts. I love to smoke cigars just to say, oh, it's the end of the day. It's my time. That's something else. I, the, the cigar is very subjective. So when you're smoking cigars, it's actually your time. You don't want to be bothered. Right. Some people like to read books while they're smoking cigars because they, they, they find peace over there. They put the phone very far. Maybe they get a Kindle or a hard book, whatever. Alone by themselves, they smoke their, their favorite cigar while, while they're reading. Right. And they feel comfortable. I had a guy in the smoke shop that always came in with his iPad and watched movies and smoked cigars. And I always thought it was weird. And he always had his earbuds in. He was always watching something. Yeah. But that's his, that's his time. That's the thing. I He's love to watch movies. He's not being antisocial. He just wants to smoke cigars and do one of his, you know, favorite hobbies of just unplugging. I love to watch movies while smoking cigars. I, have, I like to eat and smoke cigars. I love it. I don't know why. That's like a huge treat. Maybe it's because of all the smoking bans. But I love to eat and smoke at the same time. Oof. In the palates, you, you play with the palates. Yeah. That's a lot of things. For example, I have a, a guy, he's a rapper, famous already, in the Dominican Republic. He actually smoked my crow, the Grand Toro. He spends around, he buys around six boxes a month every month. Whoa. Straight up. He likes that stuff. And he always say to the, his friends, I, when I want to record, I like to smoke cigar. He always pick up the crow. When he's in concert, he smoked the crow. In my case, he, it was meant to be, he liked my brand. But what I wanted to say, he does this 
smoking cigars. He does that, smoking cigars. So at the end of the day, everybody has a way of living and they just try to have a partner at the same time. Let's say a partner in crime and his partner in crime is the cigar. So that's why I always focus in what the people do when they smoke cigars. That's why I market that way. That's why if you go to my Instagram, you're going to see me in the jacuzzi smoking a cigar. Who doesn't <laughs> like that? I was like, hey, good morning, second day, TPE 2021, but 2022, see you guys there. Everybody was happy for that. One day, I was driving to the airport, and I... And I had a friend with a motorcycle, but not their nice motorcycles, just the Dominican motorcycles, which is different. You're probably you aware of that. <laughs> and I said, bro, drive the bike. I'm going to be backwards, lighting up a cigar. Take me to the airport. Like that, backwards. And people were like, oh, this guy is crazy. But I'm just trying to have fun. Yeah. I want to be on top of a car. I'll imagine smoking a cigar, skydiving. <laughs> Something might, like that. It might go, woo. Exactly, exactly. Right Body on a yacht. Uh, I don't know. What about the company that, like, I always think about if there's one person that you could smoke a cigar with, who would it be? I don't like the dead or alive question. Everyone always picks a dead guy. Alive? I want to smoke a cigar with Carter Buford, the drummer from Dave Matthews Band. I heard he smoked cigars and I just thought it'd be interesting to pick his brain over a cigar. What about you? With whom I want to smoke a cigar? Yeah, that's alive still. Who would you want to like smoke a cigar with that's still alive that you could like if we set it up today? I think you could do it. It has to be with the face of the cigar. Which one do you think is the face of the cigar and doesn't have a brand right now? The face of a cigar? I believe it's the face of the cigar. I know that doesn't have a br brand. Schwarzenegger. Who? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Absolutely. He's the face. For me, he's the face as a consumer of the cigar industry. Really? Double check. Well, I mean, if you if when they when they do the when this mom, mom uh, Mother's Day, what's the picture that they use? If your father doesn't smoke cigars, then happy Mother's Day to your father. <laughs> There's a video that they post every year. You know, he's he's like, you know why I smoke cigars? Because I can. Why I smoke at my house? Because I can. Because my my wife's father smokes cigars, so she cannot say nothing to me. So he he, I think he's the face of the of the cigar. So you'd want to have a cigar with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It has to be with him. That would be a great epic cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if the Rock ever smokes cigars, I would like the Rock and the Will Rock. Smith if they smoke cigars. I don't. I and Will Smith. I I I'm a true fan, and not only fan, I fan with mine. Let's say Will Smith and the Rock. As a human being, gentlemen, smart, hardworking guys, and guys that you can learn with, if they don't know how to smoke cigars, I teach them. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Come with me. I'll take you underneath my wing and teach you how to smoke cigars. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Those are good ones. Yeah. I like those. Those gentlemen, yeah. I like it. Hardworking man, man. So one of the interesting things I always think about for a brand, especially that a brand that's coming up, Mm -hmm. is how organic is the following that that brand is getting? Well, you have a pretty organic following, my friend. I don't, sometimes I don't even believe it. Like 80, you said, I think in an interview somewhere, it was like 80% of the growth of the people that smoke it. They're not, they're not influenced. They're just smoking it because they like it. They want it. Now, do you have paid influencers or brand ambassadors out there that are smoking your cigar? None of them. Now, 
I think it's going to be the first time I'm going to do a paid promotion, maybe for the PCA. Just because I think... Yeah, but that doesn't reach consumers. No, that's retailers. That's retailers. I haven't done any magazine promotion yet. I think I always thought one day it's going to happen because we will need it because there's stages in the process. But I can tell you that 80% of the growth of the company has been because of Instagram. People sharing to others, telling you, you need to smoke this, you need to smoke that, tagging me. So something else that I do that some people don't do, maybe let's call it time, is I'm the one that answers everything in Instagram. So they feel that I'm reachable. Wait, you're the guy that people are talking to on Instagram? I'm the one that handles everything in Instagram. So you're not paying somebody on your staff to do that? No, everything is wow. me. Everything is me. How do you even get any time in the day? It's getting crazy. So probably I'm going to hire one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's getting crazy. But at the moment, I just wanted to, and I don't know, it's like my baby. Like, I don't think someone else, unless they feel, really feel very identified with you, they're going to yeah, talk like have, you. You'd have to really mentor somebody. Yes. To have the same mindset as you in order to turn that over. Because like you said, it is very intimate to talk to the end user on Instagram about your brand. And I've done it for for two years already. I'm getting to a point that maybe I want to give it to someone else already because the company's growing. I have a lot of things to do. Do you remember the best compliment you got like right away in the beginning? I have people that have texted me like I'm a superhero. I have people that text me, you changed my life. Bro, it's that crazy. How did you change their life? Did they explain or they just said that? Because they feel like they feel that my cigars give them too much relaxation. The, I, I probably that's the way they wanted to express. They say, oh, you're a killer. Oh, you're the man. I like the way you do things. I like when you talk to people. Keep going. When is the next cigar? They always asking. But I have some people that told me, bro, I want to be like you. I, wanna, I'm, I really want to meet you. I have people that see me in the streets, smokers, and they have screamed because they see my face. Ah, you're not serious, I got picture. I feel happy. I don't. I don't actually don't, don't don't say it in a bad way. It's a good thing, but I didn't know that would happen. Right. I was not expecting that like that. You're impacting people on a very intimate exactly. level. The thing is, when I introduce the brand and I talk everything and I always give the personal touch. Actually, when I introduce my brand, it doesn't sound like a story. It sounds like a marketing class. Yeah. Marketing class. Yeah, there's like an... With yeah. some uh, sassoning. I don't know, yeah, sassoning. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it doesn't sound like a story. The story is when I tell you, oh, I used to sleep in living rooms. I used to take a, one day I took a train from, I told you, right? Miami to Buffalo, 32 hours to Madison Square Garden, then seven hours or Why five hours. Why did you hours. have to take a train? I had no paper and I was afraid. Maybe. Oh, so you couldn't fly. It was not the best option, according to the lawyer. And you had to sleep on people's couches. I did that a couple of times, yeah. Why was that? Because you couldn't get a hotel? You didn't have the money? No, because... I was starting in here, starting in here, so uh, the rent is high. So I was sleeping on my my brother before that. Oh, wait, now we're not talking about traveling for the brand. We're talking about you're sleeping on people's couches. I did that. And living here. Yeah. yeah trying yeah. to save money so that you can start your brand. It's, that happened. Yeah. 
Oh, I remember, that's humbling, man. I remember I even slept at the warehouse a couple of times. That happened. You're, you're, at the warehouse, you're essentially homeless. When I was, when I was, no, I'm not going to say that, <laughs> but probably, probably it was too late. I don't want to drive one hour. 10 p.m. The warehouse that I used to, the place that I used to work with, they had a shower. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to drive an hour to get home to then come back an hour and a half because of the traffic at that time in the morning. I'm going to stay here. I did, I did that a couple of times just to, I don't want to do that again. Because I was the one receiving containers by myself over 50 feet, right? Unloading it, loading it back. Inventory, shipping, sales, traveling, events, writing the checks, everything. I'm not going to say I was the best at, at doing all of that at the same time. I would, can never say that. Right. Because it's too much at the same time. Yeah. But I was the one. Packing. Bro, I remember I, I had an event at Top Notch in, that's in Miami Gardens. And I, that day I received a big container and I had two pallets like this. They like were leaning? This. You know? They weren't, they weren't they sitting like up this. straight. Yeah. So I had to unload the pallets, those two, box by box, to put it in another pallet, to wrap it again, and then take everything out of the rest that was okay, to then move things around for the proper shops and ship. And then after I finished that, do an event at 7 p.m. Woo, that's a busy day. That was abuse. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, that was crazy. But I honestly believe that when you work with somebody, it's a college that pays you if you really pay attention. Say that again. When you work with somebody and you pay attention, it's a college that pays you. So at the, at the moment, I was mad. Right now, I'm happy that that happened to me. I'm very happy. Because I know everything. And I'm learning because I don't, I don't know at all. Right. But at least about warehousing, that was the easy part for me. Oh, I need a warehouse. Yeah, I know how it goes. We need this. I know who to hire. Let's go. I know about that. I know about... The knowledge was more helpful to you than the pay. The traveling. How to knock doors in shops. How to do the sales, invoicing, everything, everything. You, you can do everything. When you pay attention, it's a college that pays you. It's not about having your mind like, I really want to fly out of here. No. But if that happens, because let me tell you, your experience is not only based on in what you graduated. Right. Your experience is in, what, in, in where you were working for how many years. Right. Because let's be honest, and my brother tells me that all the time. After you have five years outside of the college, you are already not updated. Five years, and I can say I can tell you, in a year, you're not updated. So you need to co need to keep update yourself by books, by virtual classes, masters, things like that. So at the end of the day, your experience is going to be based in what did you do for the last ten years. That's your experience, not your college degree. Right. Unless you after that you work right away on that. That's a different story, which is not. Not even, what, 30% of what happens? But what do you think is more important? 
books, like the books. So like college, I felt like always just taught me how to take a test and pass it. It uh, taught me a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of basics, but the true grit and the true learning mm -hmm. happened, like you said, yeah. when the psychology pays you in the experience. That's I my believe opinion. more in books than the college. And why is that? College is a business. College is a business and this is the thing. If they are teaching you something, if they are teaching you something that was out to the market four years ago, you're not updated anymore. Let's be honest. Yeah, but okay, so the, the curriculum is always going to change, right? Or there's going to be a new person out on the scene that has new insights. But that also came from their experience out in the quote unquote real world. I believe that the college is for the basics. Then, if you go, if you read a book every two weeks, like in related of what you like, the best route after that, you just go and work in something that you think you're gonna like, go there, and after you work over there and you think you like it, then you do a master. Then you do a master if you really wanna go deep in it and having your mindset that you're gonna own a lot of money. You're gonna take a loan and you're gonna have my wife. She's gonna, She's gonna be paying like thirty years straight to pay their loan. So this is what's up. That's a bad thing, I believe. She's gonna yeah. be thirty years paying thirty bucks, so they can take all the money from the loan when she did the, she her career. She did right. she did a international business, right? So let's be honest. We are in a capitalized country. So what do you need to start a business? Capital. Right. So I believe you need to give, let's say, your child, like, go and sweat. But if they have the right mindset and they are mature, I'm going to be his partner. If I have the liquid money, let's do this. You know, what do you like to do? Let me train you how to work with people. So is it the the books that are better to learn from or is it the experience that's better to learn from? Both at the same time. You, cannot, you cannot stop reading books because it's going to give you like the techniques, other people's experiences. So there's a book out, there's a new book out every month, every two right. weeks. So that's more updated than the class. So you like both. You like to have the knowledge to get your brain to start thinking differently, but then you also like to have the experience to apply it to see if it works. Let me see if I can just say in short words. Honestly, to be successful in this world is just to be the first at doing something. You need to be the first at doing it? At doing something. Or take That's some, interesting. Take a product and how you make it better, for example, because every product is created. Right. Every cigar, I, there's no room in humidors, honestly. Right. So I, that's why I just take the product. I see what are the good things and bad things about that. I put it in my way. What they use back then that didn't work back then, that probably the timing is now. The color thing, I'm not the first. No. Torano is the first. Not even Camacho. But maybe the timing 
Like this, there's something that somebody told me. I good artists borrow, great artists steal. <laughs> One more time with that. <laughs> You're stealing information? No. That's not what it means. It's like it didn't work for you that day back then? Probably it's gonna work out for me now. Probably. Because everything is created in the cigars, unless you do an illuminated cigar. Right. But at the end of the day, out of the rest, mine looks very different because 80% is like the rest. Wooden color boxes, same old, same old, ribbon, coins in the bands. What do you think the consumer is looking for when they try to make a decision on picking a cigar to spend their hard-earned money on? What do people see? Depends. If it's not a movie, they just want to go at first by strength. What was their mood for? They was like, how I feel? And then what's the strength? So basic, when was, there's some just some different ways to tell the guy what to smoke. First is, what is your mood for? The second, what do you typically smoke? If they say, I like so-and-so brand, that particular rapper. Oh, so this try this out. I think it's going to be better, or at least you're going to enjoy it because I know what you smoke. Right. If you're a newbie, brother, this is not cigarette. Don't inhale it. Yeah. Please puff it like, like that. Don't be hard on it. Treat it like a baby. And I'm not going to give you Connecticut specifically because Connecticut actually have bitterness. Yes. I prefer to give you a very light Sumatra wrapper, bro. Thank you. <laughs> so I get so sick of... Well, if you're new to cigars, I'm going to give you a Connecticut shade or Connecticut wrapper. Yeah. There's bitterness in it that sometimes people can be, and it's especially if you smoke it fast, the bitterness comes out quick. Right. And half yeah. the time they're smoking the thing too fast or getting it too hot. So, so I like your idea. Give them the Sumatra wrapper that has medium body, not enough, not a ton of nicotine, but a good amount of flavor and a good enough backbone for them to get, oh yeah, that was different. That was good. Yeah, but. I like that. If I give somebody like a first cigar or Connecticut, probably he's not going to come back. Really? <laughs> it's bitter. Are you telling the retailers that? I tell it all the time. But let me tell you, when you go there as a young guy and they already have 30 years in the business, you really need to know how to give the information. You don't have to tell me that <laughs> twice. I've learned that one hard, the hard way. But I do it the nice way. I always say that I created the Finch as the first cigar in the morning if you're not a Connecticut smoker. The Finch? Yeah. What's the wrapper on that? That's another Sumatra. Another Sumatra. We have, it's a little creamy, hints of white pepper, so you can know it's there. Oh, I want to smoke them all now. First cigar in the morning, cup of coffee, no, bitter, no bitterness allowed at Love all. Love it. And then, I actually don't take it to the Jack, though, if they are new. I take it to the Rook. You take it to the Rook? Yeah. What's the what's the wrapper on the rook? It's another Sumatra, but you go more, you feel more oily in your lips, and you have hints of sweetness. I love sweetness in a cigar. That's the finish. It has a uh, sweet finish, but it's not a sweet tip. Right, but so the tobacco is naturally sweet. And let me tell you, for some reason, I jump from the rook to cocoa because it's full body, no pepper. I like that too. I'm not so a I'm big developing pepper bomb his person. I'm developing his palate. Then after that, let's do the Jack now. 
Then let's do the Unkind. Then let's do the Crow. So when I asked you which cigar should I smoke out of your line, that should have been your answer right there. You just walked me through the whole lineup of where to go, when to get it, and how to step through it so that it builds on itself. The thing, well, well, the thing is, that six-pack, we make it because we believe that regular people smoke three cigars a day. If they want to go heavy, they can probably go. You think regular people smoke three cigars a day? They're, they're real smokers. Man, you've been in Florida for far too long, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking Monday, Tuesday, Friday, people that it's not only at the shop. Yeah, but three cigars a day? I don't even, I don't hardly ever get three cigars in a day. Maybe you. Well, there's people that smoke three cigars a day, breakfast, What, the average lunch. person at a retail smoke shop? The real smokers. The real smokers go breakfast, go lunch, and then hang out with their friends. I call it the dinner time cigar. Where, where are they working? I want that job. Where are they working <laughs> that they can do breakfast, lunch, and dinner on smoking cigars? They smoke the cigar before they go to job. Man. That happens. I've must seen it. Must be the weather. Must be the weather because, man... Get up in Minnesota on a cold winter day. I'm not lighting up a cigar right away. The thing is, if you pay attention, I give you three options in a day. And the next day, I give you another three options. And you don't get bored about my line. First well, day. three different options every day. Yeah, because, and, and I give you from mild to medium the whole day. So first day, you go Finch, then Rook, then Cook the, the, the last cigar of the day. Next day, you go Jackdaw, bitter. A little bitter because it's Connecticut. You need to go straight up to the unkind. Because it has, it, has, it has a lot of power, intense flavors that you're going to forget about that bitterness right away. And then you, you finish it up with the crow. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, all right. So Blackbird Cigar Company has three cigars for you every single day. You can mix and match. Piece of cake. If you can smoke three cigars a day, great. If you smoke one a day, great. great. If you smoke one a week, they still got it for you. <laughs> Don't match whatever level you want to be at. Exactly. I love it. It's just to make it easy to the guys. Three cigars a day, though. You're, you're funny, man. You're funny. <laughs> I, I'm totally on the other side of the fence of that. I think people smoke maybe one or two cigars a week. When I travel, man, people really smoke at least three cigars a day. Wow. It depends on where you are, but... That, I, I would agree with that. I think it's easier for people in warmer states to, to get those cigars in. Some people, they, some people, they do one through the day and two uh, a night. Some people do that. The thing is, some, I, I see people that they smoke a cigar that is supposed to be one hour and a half. They do it in 45 minutes. <laughs> see, I don't think that's right. That's not right. In my opinion, I just think it ruins the flavor. And then it's just like a waste of time. But there's something. It's not right. But if it works for them and they, they feel the like thing. it's on their palate, then great. But then I have to ask myself, are you just smoking just to smoke? The thing is, cigars is very subjective. It is. So I- I just I, have never had a good experience smoking a cigar in 45 minutes. I can tell you the proper way, but at the end of the day, it's your cigar. It's a good point. Like I told you, I let everybody be themselves. I'm not saying, I'm just saying you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, that can happen. So it is what it is. It's true. It like you said, it it's subjective. You're not, gonna, you're not gonna tell them to not do it, but man, I would have a hard pressed time to say, are you really enjoying that? Or are you just burning it to burn it? Yeah, I hope they enjoy it. <laughs> with, yeah, and with how much time it takes to actually make one of these? How much time to make that cigar? 
Yeah, with how much time it takes. I mean, it takes a long time to make a cigar. If you do the proper math, let's say you grow the tobacco by yourself, at least two and a half years. Yeah, that scares me and you burned it in 45 minutes. <laughs> you're killing me, man. You're killing Actually, you're me. Actually, you're right, you're right, you're right. They're not giving the proper respect. No. You know, like you said, well, people say it, like there's, you can come in here, but everyone, you know, everyone has tobacco. Everyone has a story. Everyone has the whole nine. Mm -hmm. And there's certain things in this industry that are kind of just like unwritten rules. Right? Yeah, yeah. And one of them, I think that, that I see that everyone says is like kind of the respect for how much time and energy it takes to make this. No, and you're when right. I see somebody burning it too fast and I go, I don't know if you got it. No, you're right. And the guy that made the cigar, because there's something funny and interesting to know about the rollers. The rollers, they do average from 300 cigars to 500 cigars per uh, a day, right? You don't know if that day, that guy had a big argument with his wife and he was still trying to make a good cigar for you. Yeah. You don't know if that guy had a Yeah, because their day isn't always roses. No. They're just people like you and I that have to go to work and produce something no matter what's going on exactly. in Exactly, and people don't understand that psychology, when they don't feel good, they can make a bad cigar. Oh, that's interesting. Bro, that happened and people don't think about that. Yeah, if you're not, if you're not with it. You just do it because you need the money. You need what to do pay you do your then? bills. Do you, can you pick out people in your that's that are rolling for you and go, that guy's just having a bad day. I have I have one over there that his sister has cancer. Oh man. When he feel bad, I don't think he's no longer working over there because ups and down. But when he was there, bro, go home. You don't feel well because he was screaming at everybody. Oh yeah. Like paying the bad things to everybody. You know, if he needed something, hey, this was up. I have a very good roller over there that his happiness just to have a new in Dominican is Pasola. It's a little bike that is doesn't really cost it don't really cost that much, but for him, yes. A cheap way of getting around. He just say, hey, I need it. Help me out in this portion of the cost because I just need your help. He was sad. Hey, let's 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 work it out, make it happen. But anyways, he's the first at the at the factory and he's the last at the factory every day. So, so he's I'm not here for the money, honestly. But the thing is, money is a tool. Sure. Why do you think I'm going to be very happy if I have 500 Ferraris? Why? I have 500 Ferraris that I need to change the oil. <laughs> and it becomes I, a I, job. Will, I will need to hire people to just Watch the cars. <laughs> so if I can help the guy, he's working over there. He's going to be better, better cigars just because he's not thinking about that bike anymore. Right. Go for it. Let's make it happen. Yeah. You got to know how to work it out. Because sometimes you're trying to be a little, we call it tiger. <laughs> Tigre in, in Tigre? Spanish. In Spanish. What does it mean? Like when you try to get more than you were supposed to get. Ho kind of like hustle in a negative way. That's when you try to hustle somebody. When you're trying to hustle or like the way you kind of just phrase it is like if I try to just get everything I and squeeze everything I can out of these guys, whether they feel good or not. 
Exactly. You're not going to probably get the right lemonade that you want. I'm not going to have 100% of the guys working there very good, but I don't need anybody. Like, I don't need to like everybody. Sure. I don't need it. All I need from them is to do their proper job. You were hired here to do this properly, and this is the contract. Just but do it well. But you're conscious of how they're feeling so that you can kind yeah. of relate to that and make changes where you need to make changes. And they realize that I have feelings because when I go there on December, they, I, I, the people that works like in the office, they always, hey, don't come, don't, don't come here, Jonas, because there's a lot of people waiting for you here. They just want money from you. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't go sometimes. I can't. <laughs> Depends on the time. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but that happens. It's, this is the true thing. Things yeah. that the people don't say. But it happens backstage. What What's happening backstage is people just want money from you? Sometimes. Ooh, that happens a lot of times. A lot, a lot of, of times. Time. So the good ones get something. You help here and there. I just want the best for it. Like, one of the goals for me and my brother is to build houses for all of our workers. Well, no wonder why they want something from you if you're promising them houses. Yeah, you got a job opening for me? <laughs> <laughs> But well, we really want that. Honestly, they, they, those people, they don't get paid very well. Let's be they honest. They don't? I've always heard in the industry that rollers get paid really well. If I pay them very, if they get paid very well, that cigar is going to cost you at least 50 bucks. 50? Oh, yeah. That can cost you that if they get paid well. Well, if you compare it to Nicaragua, they get better pay. Yeah, that's true. If you compare it to Cuba, even more. I thought it was uh, Dominican rollers or even Nicaraguan rollers. Those are some of the best paying jobs in that country. What about 500 a month? 500 that's, a month? That's fair. I don't know. I don't know what the cost of living is down there. That's not good for it. It's not I, good? No, they need to always work around to really keep it move on, right? Get loans here and there. So you're the first person I've ever talked to in the industry that says, yeah, being a cigar roller doesn't pay very well. Maybe because they want to market it that way, but I don't. They don't really get paid very well. Not really. Why do you think that but, is? Because in order to have a this range of pricing, they will need to get that type of payment. Is for example, do you think that the people that works at Apple, Chinese people, and we pay one thousand dollars for a phone, they get paid very well? No, I, I no. I think there's a reason they're in a, another country trying to get cheaper labor. Exactly. That's the thing. If we have, if we make cigars here in the U.S., they need to get at least, what, 500 bucks a week? That cigar is going to cost you like $100. That's the thing. So there's a balance because of product, where you want to be in price, and the people is going to be able to pay for it. If the Chinese uh, work for Apple, get paid very well, that's going to be like $5,000, I think. It's true to that. That's the thing. So there's a, it's just to balance it out. But that doesn't mean that they need to get five times the payment they get because their happiness is not too far. Honestly. The thing is, they are very bad financially. They all drink, things like that. So, so you think they're spending their money elsewhere? So the big problem actually starts because of the education of the country. My country is not, is not well educated. So because they're not well, well educated, 
they the people that don't get the best payments they don't know how to manage the the lead the, that much of money that they have they don't have enough money so they don't know how to handle it anyways so they spend it all like they get paid on a friday by sunday that's gone they live day by day but wow. that comes from the education that is not gonna finish for years to come so they're not educated they know they need to they know they, they get paid so and so they don't they're not good financially they're not good so they are always in a in a deep hole sure what about the people from Cuba? How much do you think they get paid cigars? Those rollers? Like five bucks a month, I think. Or 20, I think. Wow. A month. Those aren't cheap cigars. Well, the guy is enjoying a very good cigar in a, in a Phantom, I don't know, in a Ghost Rolls Royce. That guy over there got paid for 20 bucks a month. Let's be honest. Shedding a little light on the back, backstage uh, behind the curtain. I, in one way, yes, I want to charge more for the cigar so I can pay them more. Yes. I would love to do that. So they get paid more. Do you think companies actually do that, though? Or do you think they pocket it for themselves? That's a hard question. But the answer is yes. Yes. They just they pocket it? Yeah. Come on, let's be honest. What do you think? My brother and I want to do some stuff with the, with the people. Things that I would want to do, honestly, and it's not because I want to be applause for people. I don't really care if you, want, if you want to see what I do or no. I don't do to be watched. I do to be happy inside. So I want to have those rollers that have family that I know they're not going to do well, at least to teach them English, pay some college or whatever. I help if I, as, as far as I can. I don't want nothing in exchange. Loyalty, maybe? Maybe I hire you one day. I want you to be thankful, but I don't want you to pay me back. Because this guy right here, is gonna multiply in a lot of sense, and it's not money. Maybe it can come in money, but the best feeling that you can get is when you are very calm inside of you. Inner peace. Inner peace. That's the best way. You feel confident. So you feel more confident and better about yourself if you take that money and you make it affect people that need it. But let me tell you something before we actually kind of don't understand the whole thing. Before you give happiness, honestly, you need to be happy first. Okay. Because the only way you want to provide is by you providing what yourself it, first. What if it makes me really happy to have all that money in my pocket? But it doesn't make you any happy? That happens. But that means you are very, like you're very empty inside. Remember, money is a tool. So if money is a tool, use it wisely. Use it wisely. If you don't know what to do, if you think buying the best champagne is gonna make you happy, you're crazy. <laughs> That's the thing. You said, why is it? What are you going to do so with that would, money? You would call BS on their inner happiness. If your inner happiness is filling yourself with stuff, probably not very happy. I don't, I don't want to focus my happiness in material stuff. It can, I can have so-and-so here and there. Um, I like the secureness. Like maybe I don't need to go out to work anymore like that. Financial security. Financial security. I like that. But at the end of the day, 
successful people, the money never stops coming to them. It's always like that. They give, that returns again. Well, you can also be financially successful and not be a good person. That can, that, well, you're going to have a very bad reputation and you don't really know how much he fights with himself in his room. Good point. And they're going to be lonely. See if he fights with the, his inner, inner conscious. You know how sad it is when you make a big party because you are rich and you have 95% people that they just really like gold diggers of you. Like you can even trust anyone over there. And you're making a big party to shine and make it happy. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. At the end of the day, people want to do business with successful people. Yeah. People want to be close to the successful people. That always happens. That always happens. And they want to learn from you. Some want to learn just to take. Some want to learn to help you and them. That's what's going to happen. If people come and go. The good ones is going to stay. The bad ones is going to go. It's going to be gone. I learned it the hard way because at the beginning I was feeling that. But to nowadays, I'm cool. What do you mean you learned the hard way? Tell me more about that. People that I, get, that I used to rely on before, it was not that good anymore. People calling me just because they want something from me. Why you don't call me and ask me, bro, do you want a drink? At least be smooth. <laughs> <Get out. laughs> no, but you Blackbird, I need to sit down with you. Distribution or I don't know, whatever they want, you know. Like, we got to be more. Not only trying to take, because there's something that you cannot put in paper money. It's your time. Yeah, time is pretty valuable. So we, there's something that my brother and I talk a lot. You cannot give away so easy. Yeah. Something that took time. Right. When you use our money, actually, it's actually way easier than when you invest your time and effort to make this happen. That doesn't have a price. So in order to give it to someone, a little bit, those access that you have, you need to give it little by little. And even if you're, it's your son, he will need to earn it little by little. So he can open the gates little by little because at the end of the day, even that I don't like it, Everything that comes very fast, you don't respect it. So I learned it the hard way. Like, I don't even like to be that way, but I have to be that way. Because people don't appreciate it the way it's supposed to be. There's a lot of truth to that. I remember Garth Brooks having his daughters build a bridge on a property that he mm -hmm. bought. This is Garth Brooks, man. The guy's got loads of money. And he said that his, him and his daughters built that bridge while well, they did. He mainly had the daughters build it. He said it was the biggest accomplishment that they ever had in their young adolescent life. And they would celebrate that. And I thought that was like a good lesson of like, you know, if you want something, you got to work hard for it. And sometimes you got to do it yourself and learn how to do it to appreciate it. Exactly. Because yeah, he could have had somebody just come in and say, well, we're going to build this bridge so we can enjoy this other part of the property that we want to get to. But having his daughters build it made them appreciate the fact we worked hard on this land to make it what we wanted it to be. Yeah. We've made that. Something that I like to, to say is a lot of people tell you, whenever you need something, call me. But it's kind of like a polite way to tell you, 
we're good. But not necessarily when you call them, they are there for you because they are on their business doing something. But the thing is, in my case, when I say that to you, I mean it. So you said wisely. <laughs> I mean it. You need something, let me know. Yeah, but use it wisely, you said. But you said wisely. When you're in real need. When you really need it. We can be friends. I prefer to make friends in the process of working together or business partnership or whatever than bring you as a, as a friend first. Why is that? Because not, not all of them... No, it's, it's, not, it's nothing against anybody. The thing is, sometimes it's a little hard to divide friendship from work. It happened to me when I used to work with the other company. Because you need to divide at the end of the day. There's a line right there. Work and friendship. If we're going to work together, that's fine. We can still be friends. Maybe we're not going to be friends anymore, but you can be good at your work. That worked out for me. But I prefer to be in the process because there's a, a, a respect different. So this is a different respect when you, when, you make, when you be friends in the process than when you come like a guy that already has 15, 20 years knowing you. They're going to treat you like friends and maybe they, they treat you in the ways that's supposed to be in front of others. Maybe. That can happen. It's about the division. I'm very, me and my brother are very like, if you, maybe you, I'm going to, let's say I'm going to fire you, but I'm going to invite you for, for, for a drink today. Maybe we cannot work together, but we can be friends. Why not? But not, I'm not, I cannot force anybody to be that way. Because the thing is to be mature, you cannot teach anyone to be mature. You get mature within time and the things that happens to you. And being aware. So to be mature is a self stuff. Yeah, you have to be aware. Exactly. To take in the maturity, to take exactly. in the lessons. That's what I've noticed. Exactly. That's what it is. You getting more mature every day? I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> I can't because you have to be aware. Are you aware? I'm learning. Why I think I'm getting mature? Because I'm getting to the point that I ask, hey, so-and-so, what do you think about this? I used to do it this way. What do you think now that you are the sales director, for example? Brother, so-and-so, now that you're the accountant that I used to do this, did I do it right? You do it well? I don't want to feel like I'm the boss. I don't like that. And I'm, no, I'm not the one that knows at all. So when you have a team, they have information that probably you don't have. They have experience that probably you don't have. So I think the best way, the wise way to make it happen is ask. Be humble. That doesn't bring you down. That's actually bring you up. Yeah. Because when those guys are working and they feel that you're not paying attention to what they say, and you just ask them, did I do it right? What do you recommend me? How are they going to feel? That's priceless. Empowered. They're going to feel good. And I love that they feel good. And, I, and, I, and at the same time, I have the information that I needed in a positive way. Done deal. I like to ask. Everybody can grow from that. Exactly. And I like to ask. My brother is older than me. And when, and when he's stepping in a zone that he's not his son, he called me and asked me. And he's older than me. So if he's humble that much, why I cannot be? Right. That's what it is. Humble. You got to be humble. But you cannot, I would say, you cannot um, be mistaken by humble. And that's another word. Like you, People think that if you're humble, you're supposed to be, to say yes to everything. No. 
what people do. <laughs> why, why, would hum, why, would you, why do you have to say yes to everything if you're humble? People think that way. I think for me, humble is like the arrogance, the ego. You're suppressing the ego for the greater good of what you know needs to happen. But saying yes to stuff, that's inefficient. People misunderstand humble. If you're poor, you're humble. If you're rich, you're not humble. That happens a lot. A lot. So you forgot when I was mopping the floor and now that you see me in a Ferrari, I'm not humble anymore? Why? Why? So people make those mistakes. Do you think that outward expression of luxury, lavish items can even still be humble? You think that can happen? Like you think you could be owning a Ferrari and owning a lot of luxury things and still be humble? Yeah, but I think there's like kind of a limit. But let me tell you something. If the most you pay for a shoe is $100, and for that gentleman that is going to buy a Ferragamo shoe, it's going to cost 695 and he fit it like 100 bucks. what's the big deal? True, okay. What's the big deal? He feel it like that. But to me, like a Ferrari is like a status symbol. Like it's not practical. No. It's not. No. It's, I don't know. I think there's a fine line there of like too many luxury things. I think that comes to be with, humble. I think that comes when, with the dreams when you were a child, that you wanted that. Sure. I think that comes from that. That could be, yeah, I could see that. But if it's like, hey, I just have so much money, I can own a Ferrari. Mm -hmm. That's like my Toyota Corolla. I don't agree with that. No. I think humility has been lost on that person then. Yeah. But the thing is, the guy that has a Ferrari must have another car. Sure. Must have it. I hope God, I hope so. Because, man, if your only car is a Ferrari, <laughs> you, you spent a lot on it. <laughs> but I think you can be humble anyways. You, you think be, so? Yeah. Because the, the thing is. The cash flow keeps going, things like that, and you use some something here. See, and I just think they could have used the money in a better way. They can use the money in a better way, but what if they already have everything they want? Yeah, I, I guess. You know, what if they already did? What if they already gave their charity 10% or whatever they want to give? That the charity is not a must. It's if you want to do it. That's interesting that you said that. You don't think charity is a must? If you, it is if you want to, if you feel a must, you're not doing it with your heart. If you're doing it because you want the people to see you as a humble guy. Okay, so there's the difference though. So mm -hmm. as a Christian, I think charity is a must because that's what God calls me to. Well, if we're going to go what? Um, the 10% that I don't really put give. a number on it, but I do, I do think giving back is a must if I want to get closer to my my faith in, the, in the, God. The thing is God give you libre albedrío. I forgot how to say that in English, that you can do whatever you want. I don't forgot the, the name of it. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't say it's a must because it's subjective, but you are the one missing now if you don't do it. You get me now? I hear that. I just think it's a must. I think it's something that you have to do in order to, in order to truly listen to what he, how he wants you to live. I think it's like a must of like, I don't need these lavish things. I should help somebody else out. The thing is, if you don't, if you don't digest and you understand what you're going to get back when you give, 
you're not going to probably do it or you're not going to believe it. So you need to digest and understand how positive is when you give. Right. But you're, you're also giving to not get anything back. Yeah. Other than, I mean, I suppose it makes you feel good. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. Yeah. Honestly. But I, that's, that's my mentality. I, I, but I don't think it's a must because you can do whatever you want. But when you don't do it, you're missing out. It's a good way to put it. You're missing out. Remember, let's say there's a, it says, honrar a tu padre y a tu madre. It's like when you respect your father and mother, what's the proper way by the Bible? Yeah, respect your father and mother. For that, that's one of the 10, yeah. right? Honor and it's the only, the only one that has a promise from God, right? Say that again. That's the only one that, that has a promise. Like if you do that, you're going to be living for a long time. Remember? Yeah, I guess that, I don't know if it has a promise. That's, that's, that's uh, in the Bible. Okay. But the thing is, it's up to you. Sure. But you're missing out if you don't do it. If you don't take care of your father and mother that spend a lot of time to raise you, you're missing out if you don't, if you don't do it, if you don't help them when they need you. If you don't help I them. I think that goes for all people. That goes for it's all really people. It's really hard for us to, to really honor and love our enemy. Yeah. yeah. That's, that, to me, that's the bigger promise. It's pretty easy. I say that with quotations. Pretty easy to love your family. It's pretty it easy, be. but some people... Some people don't, but it's even harder than, I would assume, to love your enemy. <laughs> I assume, of course. Oh, yeah. So that's where I want to try to show that love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to show up. You got to give love. But you need to love yourself first in order to give. Oh, absolutely. Because you got to shine from you. That's the thing. You got to look at you first, how you feel, then. And everything shine. Good point. Yeah. If you're not happy inside, how are you going to give happiness? Exactly. Very mm. tough. Very tough to give There's something no that you don't feel. There's no way. I'm glad that you're a happy guy. I, oh, yeah, I'm a happy guy because <laughs> I enjoy what I do. I have fun doing it. It's good. I don't see this like a work. That's awesome. Especially because I be myself. So I just joke around. Let's do this. What do you need? Let's have a shot. What do you want to smoke? You don't want nothing? You want water on the rocks? <laughs> don't worry. I got water on the rocks. So, it's, you know, I like to hang out with them. I love it. Jonas, you got it going on, man. Yeah. You're a happy guy. You're doing good things. We appreciate you. Thank you. Very, very much. I love Thank to you. see the brand out there and I love to smoke it. And I just love hearing your story, where you came from. And how humble you are. Thank you for the invite. Thank you. This yeah. actually was, was very different. Very different. Yeah, we talked a lot about a lot of different things that you are not going to hear on any other platform. Yes, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I wanna do another one. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I like it. It's a lot of fun. Thanks yeah. for giving me the time. No, thank you, man. You yeah. get to know me better now. Absolutely. And the way I think. I hope you guys all learned a little something about Jonas and obviously his brand. And if you need anything from Blackbird Cigar Company, you can go to blackbirdcigar.com. Obviously, any retailer that carries this, please support them. And as always, 
get out there and get your boba to free your humidor so you can keep these cigars fresh. They deserve it. They spent a lot of time to make them for you. So you, the least you can do is make sure you smoke it in the right, right relative humidity level. And as always, if you like this, give it a like, subscribe. If you want to hear more stories, we're continuing to bring these stories to you. And as you saw, Jonas and I talked a lot about the business and a lot about not the business. So we got to learn who he was as an individual. And as always, thank you for watching.